Hi, and welcome to the Ethnos New Brunswick podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today. Ethnos is a new organization looking to join in the holistic, community-transforming work happening in New Brunswick and Highland Park. Part of that includes thinking about the spiritual health and vitality of our community. Each week, our gathering is meant to give our community a safe and helpful place for that. Today's episode, The New Earth, is the third in our series called All Things New, with a conversation being led by lead pastor Yukon Chu. Before we jump in there, though, to kind of get us ready for our topic of discussion, um, today we're going to be talking about this issue of how Jesus transforms not just us, but all of the world around us, specifically the natural world, like nature, the environment. And so I want to get us started by asking, having us ask this question here this morning on the screen. Can you turn to your neighbor and just reflect really quick, when was the last time nature made you happy? When was the last time you felt like nature touched you deeply? All right, two minutes, turn to your neighbor, share about that moment. So for the sake of time, I'm not going to go around and ask what that moment was. I'm sure it was amazing. I'm sure it was beautiful. I'm sure it was perhaps funny as well. But um, I have a feeling that all of us had this moment. How many, I mean, I, I guess I want to ask this question, and we can do a show of hands. How many of you thought of a moment where you're really encouraged? Just by show of hands, okay? Most people in this room, right? Okay, so that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. The question we're going to try to answer today, we're going to try to answer a couple questions. First of all, why is it? Why is it that nature helps us and makes us happy? Why, why is it that way? Have you ever thought about why that happens? And then we're going to talk about then, well, how does, how does Jesus actually transform that experience and make it even more powerful? Our basic paradigm, if you remember, is, uh, is as follows. We, we began this discussion starting uh, on Easter Sunday, just a few, a few weeks ago, and our basic paradigm was this. We, as we went through the Easter story, believed that the Easter story about the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus coming back to life, that story, according to scriptures, affected our own resurrection and then it affected the resurrection of all of what we see in the natural world, all of creation. And so this kind of procession of Jesus' resurrection, our resurrection, and nature's resurrection is really the foundation that we said a few weeks ago that we're going to continue to explore to basically answer some of these questions. Today, again, we're going to talk about why is it this case, what does it actually mean that this happens and how does Jesus play a role? So first question, as we take a look at this, our, our screen's back on, let's go to the next slide, is that what it is, what do we mean that creation gets resurrected? We basically mean this, this, this idea that creation becomes or is becoming a place of ultimate freedom, life, and glory. Take a look at our scripture excerpts today, just to kind of catch this, all right? I'm going to read through the first paragraph, and you'll notice in the first paragraph, we've underlined uh, a sentence. That was the sentence we talked about on Easter Sunday, and 
now you can read the whole context to kind of tie in this whole discussion, all right? Notice how this first paragraph starts. It's uh, from a scripture written about 2,000 years ago to citizens in the city of Rome. Early Jesus follower by the name of Paul wrote this, and he writes this. Yet what we suffer now, he's writing it to people who are going through tough times, yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory He, God, will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal his, who His children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as His adopted children, including the new bodies He has promised us. And so we see a number of things that we've been emphasizing the last few weeks. This idea, again, that when Jesus resurrected from the dead, somehow it enabled us to also begin to experience that resurrection life and that one day we will be resurrected with Him, bodily speaking. That's what we talked about last week. But notice the tie-in now, creation, all of what we see around us, all of what we don't see with the naked eye around us, all of that somehow will, quote, be resurrected into glorious freedom as well. What does this mean? I want you to think back to that moment when nature really made you happy. Maybe it was something very simple, like yesterday when you woke up and you walked out and there was that warm breeze. How many of you were like, wow, <laughs> I was very, very happy. And you know, that warm breeze hits you and you just, all of a sudden you just have this like, ah, there's this contentment, this happiness, this joy. But... That went away quickly, didn't it? <laughs> By 4 p.m., it was gone. <laughs> and you maybe got cranky at 4 p.m., a little upset. It, it went away. Now, here's the deal. What does it mean that all of created order will be free in a glorious way? It will mean somehow without being boring or monotone because creation is very multifaceted, it will mean that that beautiful moment of glory will continually happen, moment after moment after moment. And it will continually happen for all of eternity. Somehow, without it getting boring or dull or not exciting. That's what it means when God says, the world will experience glorious freedom. He's an eternal God. He's a God who is beyond us. And, and this, this vision He begins to give us in His Scriptures is this is where our world is headed. I don't know about you, 
But that sounds pretty fascinating. I mean, I, I like to watch BBC Planet Earth. I don't know if any of you are nerdy like me. But it's, it's fascinating to realize, even now, in this very limited way, on a very limited planet, planet Earth, there is already, it seems to me, an infinite amount of wonder available for me to access and enjoy, just in this brief lifetime I have. And then we're just talking about one planet in this huge universe. What would life be like if for the rest of eternity, whatever that means, we, we can experience this infinite beauty, this infinite wonder, this infinite glory of not just our planet, but the universe as we know it and beyond. There's plenty we don't know. And so when we talk about creation going through a resurrection and us being a part of that, this is what it begins to tell us, that our life and this place we live in will become a place of ultimate glory, freedom, and purpose. Now, the other thing with this is that this also begins to tell us that Part of creation being resurrected is that it will be a place where we can ultimately celebrate Jesus and enjoy Jesus for the rest of our lives. Now, this may seem a little boring to you. Let's think about this just a little bit. First of all, look at the second excerpt on your sheet here. I won't read through the whole thing, but as you take a look, you'll notice that this is a poem written uh, during the uh, scripture period when uh, the Jewish people were writing the scriptures. So it's from what Christians call sometimes the Old Testament, others call the Tanakh. And so I, I like to call it the Tanakh to give respect to uh, the Jewish scriptures. But notice this is a, a poem of thanks, of praise, of excitement about God. And notice how in the second paragraph it says this, Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depth, fire and hail, snow and clouds, winds and weather that obey Him, mountains and all the hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all livestock, small scurrying animals and birds, kings of the earth and all people, rulers and judges of the earth, young men and young women, old men and children. This is a poem that's trying to capture this idea that all of us somehow should be praising God, should be enjoying God, should be excited and happy about God. Now, again, this might seem a little boring for you, but let's just try to think about how, why this is the case, why this is really the end goal, really, of who we are. The end goal of who we are, one of the old sayings uh, written in Europe some hundreds of years ago about following Jesus, they used to like to say it like this, the chief end or the chief goal of humanity is to glorify God by enjoying Him Amen. forever. Come on. I would add this. I would add something to the effect but that it includes enjoying Him and actually enjoying His gifts. Amen. It's a both-and thing. 
It's kind of like this. When you get a gift from someone, right, if you don't enjoy the gift, you end up not enjoying him, right? Like, have you ever had that happen to you? You, like, got really excited about giving a gift to someone, and they didn't enjoy the gift you gave them? And so you kind of feel like, man, you were hurt, right? I think it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like that in a sense. We need to enjoy the gift as well as the gift giver. But it, it works together in a way where, where you know, both, both are needed. Both happen pretty naturally. I mean, just, let's just think about really quickly this, this idea that, um, again, nature is something to be enjoyed. It's something good for you. Think about one of the, let's just imagine you're having a really bad week, okay? Uh, maybe, you know, your car's not working right, things at work aren't going well, every morning you open the door and walk out, it's freezing and you get tired of that, uh, whatever it is, it's just things aren't working well. And let's just pretend your best friend or maybe, you know, a spouse, somebody that you know cares for you and you care for them, your best friend tells you as Thursday comes around, you've had a bad day Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, your best friend comes up and says, you know what, I have something really special for you for the weekend. And you're like, what? Trust me, I have something really special. You're like, okay, well, what? I have planned a vacation for you. I know you had a tough week. I know it was terrible. I planned a vacation for you. You're like, what? What are you talking about? And it turns out, just imagine, your best friend knows everything about you. He or she knows the exact location for your vacation that will make you just be in awe. He or she knows the kind of apartment setup or condo setup, Airbnb, hotel setup that you need, the right kind of furniture, the right kind of temperature, the right kind of food. Can you, can you, are you tracking with me? Are you getting excited to get out of this room right now and get on vacation? Uh, you know, like, like just imagine, just imagine that happening. And just imagine, you know, you go to sleep Friday, somehow, magically, your friend teleports you to wherever you are, and, and you wake up, and it's just right there in front of you. My guess is no, a couple things. My guess is, number one, you would just be so happy. And you would feel so, like some type of life, freedom, glory come into your life. And you would get so happy about that apartment, that surrounding. I mean, you would just be blown away. But then my guess is, too, you would right away, as you're enjoying that, you would turn to your friend and give your friend a hug and say, I can't believe it. You are so amazing. I can't even describe how amazing of a friend you are. How did you know? How did you know? That's what the new creation is going to be like. It's like that vacation where somebody just knew exactly what you needed and there's this glory and wonder that goes on and on and on. It's amazing. And so when we read these scriptures that resurrection is supposed to happen with us, but also with all of creation. And it, I love the way it says it in the first paragraph. Everything seems to be groaning right now. Everything is hurting. Everything's like, ah, why is it still winter and it's April? Yeah, you know, there's that groaning. There's that groaning about our bodies. Why doesn't my body work? Why is it when I wake up and I 
look at my house and it's in disarray and I can't pay the bills and, and there's, you know, there's, there's this housework that needs to be done. Why? Ah, there's this groaning in life. And God is saying, I am coming to relieve the groaning. And so why should we think about this? Why, why do the scriptures talk about this? Two things I want us to think about on why this is here. Number one, I think the scriptures talk about this because the scriptures want to give us hope. Notice on the first paragraph, that word hope comes up a number of times. The first paragraph, the whole discussion is framed in the context of suffering. And hope is a good thing. Last week we talked about hope, how when Jesus talks about hope, it's not just like wishes, but it's this confidence that something good is coming your way. It's like this whole vacation story, Thursday, your good friend, you like, what? This is really going to happen? It's that kind of hope. You know your good friend's going to deliver. It's going to come through. This gives us hope. And sometimes, many times, knowing our future is the most important thing that will help us in the present. Knowing our future is the most important thing that can and will help us in the present. And so this is meant to give us hope. This is meant to help us live well here. The other thing I think this scripture is trying to tell us is it's trying to also give us, along with hope, it's trying to give us health. Meaning as we think about how we can live well here, I think this is meant to help us take care of this place that we call home, this earth we call home. It's kind of like, it's kind of like this, this vacation story I've been telling you about. And so you're, you know you're going to have some time this weekend in the best place. And let's pretend one of the things you like to do is to lay out on the beach. Like, how many, of you, how many of you are beach people? Lay out on the beach. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you know you're going to be laying out on the beach, it's Thursday, you know you're going to be laying out on the beach on Saturday, you know, you, usually you're like, you don't just say like, ah, screw everything, I'm not going to even take care of myself. You're like, wow, I'm getting excited. I need to eat a little healthier, you know, get a little exercise in, you know, whatever it is. You know, like, I'm excited. I'm going to lay out on the beach. I'm going to jump in the ocean. I want to, you know, I, I want to do a little stretching. I want to make sure I can enjoy that moment, Right? You don't just say, like, ah, oh, screw it, I'm not going to think about it. No, you, you kind of somehow get ready for that moment, right? I think, I think this is meant to help us get, the, that, that's the kind of mindset, too. You know, because this, this new earth that Jesus is going to bring isn't this thing where he, like, gets rid of planet earth now and just kind of puts a new one. No, the way Jesus talks about it is he's going to renew this earth. He's going to renew our bodies, and so there's a part of this where we should be, like, excited in such a way that we take care of ourselves, we take care of this planet, and, you know, just get it ready and enjoy, actually, what's here in front of us in anticipation for what's coming. You notice, it's really interesting, scientists talk about this all the time, but scientists note very clearly that the environment actually helps us and helps us physically. Uh, here's a list of just a couple of things that I found doing research online. 
different ways that, the na- that when you walk around in nature, if that becomes regular in your life, when you, if you just take a walk in the forest or something like that on a weekly, monthly basis, this is what it does for your body. This is all research. You can look this up online. It boosts your immune system. It lowers your blood pressure, reduces stress, you know, increases ability to focus, all these kind of things. Really fascinating. Why is it like that? It's like that because of this first paragraph that we've read. Somehow, God has created this world and said that the destiny of this world and its renewal is tied in with us, right? Somehow, this freedom that the world experiences is the same freedom we experience. Like, like we're in this together. And so, we should be in it together now, and we should be in it together later, too. And so some of the things you have to do here, I think, as a result of this conversation, some of us will have to really think through this. And take a moment to take care of yourself, to get out there get, and think about nature a little bit more. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. We don't have time. I get it. New Brunswick doesn't seem like the prettiest place sometimes, too, when you walk out the door. And you're on French Street or Livingston or you're on George Street and you're like, um, what do I, how, how am I supposed to enjoy nature? But it can be done as we continue to press in. Can you join me in a final word of prayer? God, we are thankful for the today. We're thankful for the hope that we have, for what is coming, and how that can begin to transform how we view what is here now. Would you open our hearts and our minds to this process of continuing to experience your renewal, your change, your transformation. Thank you that one day we will live in a world that is glorious and free and full of life. We already live in it here, yet it's somehow not quite there yet. It's still groaning for something else. And we look forward to how that groan will be answered and how we will join with that. Thank you, God, for this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for today's conversation. For more information about Ethnos New Brunswick, visit us at ethnosnb.com.